0: Today we are continuing in our sermon series in the uh, letter to the epistles. And we are one church, we are one in Christ and one with one another. And as we continue to read this, Paul is pointing out who we are in Christ. He showed us who we were in Christ, our needs in Christ, and he was praying for the church last week letting them know that, uh, that God has already taken care of us, that he, he, has, he has all power in his hands. If I can just reread some verses that from last week, it says this, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, which is all glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. And he was praying for them because he saw, uh, he heard of their faith because he hadn't seen them yet. He heard of their faith and he heard of their love for all the saints. And I think that it's so great to know that there is, that Paul was praying for the Ephesians church because he heard about their love and their faith. And I said in last week's sermon, what great privilege, what great joy, what great honor it would bring God if if people hear about the faith and love of this church. Amen? It's important. They go hand in hand, faith and love. When, you, when we're walking in faith, we ought to be displaying the love of Christ. Amen? So this week we will continue in Paul's letter. We will be reading verses... Uh, chapter 2 verses 1 through 7 If you would please stand for the reading of God's word And you were dead in the trespasses and the sin and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. You may be seated. Today, the, this passage that we're gonna look at is gonna show us three things. First, it will show us who we are outside of God the Son. Then, it will show us what we are and who we are in God the Son and why God the Father chose us. It will show us three things. Let me say those three things again: who we are outside of God the Son who and what we are in God the Son, and why God the Father chose us. Amen? First, who are we outside of God the Son? Who are we outside of God the Son? It's right here in in verse 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins. So outside of God the Son... We are dead. We are dead in our trespasses and our sins. And I want us to see that it, it, we're not almost dead. We're not uh, feeling dead. We are actually hopeless because dead people can't do anything for themselves. So we are not a like barely breathing type of, of dead. We are completely dead. There is nothing in us. There is no life in us. We are dead. We are not, I'm, I'm driving this home. I want us to see that we're not almost. We don't have, we're not drowning, and we're reaching our hands out for somebody to save us. We are totally dead. We are dead. We are hopeless. And I want us to see that it's not physical, death that I'm talking about, but it's a spiritual death. The spiritual death that I'm, that I'm referring to is that when we are spiritually dead, we are separated from God. Now, we all know the story of Adam and Eve. We know that God created this perfect world, and he had this garden, and he put Adam and Eve in the midst of the garden. And Adam and Eve had this relationship with God that they were naked, but not ashamed. They were naked, but they wasn't worried about anything because God had created them in such a way that they, that sin was not even there yet. There was no sin. So they lived this life of true paradise. You know, there's a song out now that I'm living my best life. Y'all, y'all know that song? I'm, I'm living my best life. But Adam and Eve, Are the only people that ever been on earth that can truly say that they were living their best life. Adam and Eve had no problems. They were living their best life. But God put them in this garden and He told them that of every tree that they could eat of, except for the tree that was in the midst of the garden, it's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when they ate it, they would surely die. The day that they ate it, they would surely die. So, what we found out is that Adam and Eve decided that they would eat of the tree that was in the midst of the garden. And when they ate of the tree that was in the midst of the garden, they died. They died spiritually. Immediately, they died because they were separated from God, they were separated from paradise. Now, their eyes were open and they realized that they were naked and they were ashamed. So they died spiritually the moment that they, that they ate of the tree that was in the midst of the garden. And so, brothers and sisters, all of us who were born as a result of Adam's sin are born spiritually dead. We are born spiritually dead. Yes, we have physical life, but we are born spiritually dead. Y'all, that's a hopeless situation. That, that is hopeless to know that we're born, we have physical life, but spiritually we're dead. Y'all, that's why we pray for babies. That's why we have baby baptisms, not baby dedications, but baby baptisms. And in that baby baptism, you will hear that we pray that, that babies come to faith that they will come to knowledge. We do that prayer is because we know that unless the baby, unless the heart of man is spiritually awakened, that he will be permanently separated from God. That's what happens when we're spiritually dead. We are separated from God. When we physically dead, we're separated from humans. They take us, they put us in this casket, they put us in a box, they put us in an urn, and and they take us away. Because a physical death has occurred. There's a separation that happens, and it's the same thing with God. If we aren't spiritually awakened, we are separated from God. And I don't know about you. I want to always be connected to the one who has all power in his hand, the one who's able to take care of me, the one who is our great God. So here it is. They are spiritually dead. Apostle Paul is letting me know, y'all was in bad shape. There's no other way to put it. You're in bad shape. So I want us to know that outside of him, we're dead. Outside of him, we are hopeless. And then I want us to see how we live, what our life is like outside of him let's look at the next couple of verses. It says, in which you once walked. So now, if you have been born again, if you have received Christ into your heart by faith, He's talking to you still, because he says this, in which you once walked. And how did you walk? You walked according to the world. You walked according to the flesh. You walked under the control of Satan. You walk subject to the wrath of God. You live doing any and everything that you wanted to do. Is anybody here going to agree with me? Amen. That nobody couldn't tell you nothing. Whatever you wanted to do, whatever your desire, your flesh desired, you made it happen. Y'all, and if we're, if we're truthful, we look back and say, man, that's, that, that wasn't good for me. <laughs> that wasn't good for me. That almost destroyed me. Because we were doing things outside of the will of God. We were disconnected from God. He says, Paul's words are this, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. This is Satan, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. That spirit is active in people who are not connected to the father. People who are not connected in the Father, we see the Spirit is in them that was in the sons of disobedience. Then it says this, among whom we all once lived, whom we all once lived, carrying out the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our body and the mind, and we were by nature children of wrath. Y'all, that ain't good that ain't good. We were in bad shape. And I want us to see our condition when we were trying to live without God the Son. And look, if I, I'm sure that if I open up a moment of testimony, somebody will be able to tell us, man, I was out there. I was lost. I was lost. That, that I didn't know which way to turn. I was doing this. I was doing that. Y'all, y'all know that sin will take you farther than you want to go? hold you longer than you want to stay, and cause you to act ways that you didn't know you could act? Anybody ever told you something that you've done and you just say, I wasn't in my right mind? Have you ever said something that, that was outside of you and you just wondered, like, how could I have done that? Because you were walking outside of the Spirit of God. You were not connected to the sun. And when you're not connected to the sun, you do things. You do things because that's what dead people do. So our relationship outside of God was not a good one. Our relationship outside of God was leading us on a path of destruction. Our our relationship outside of God had us in a hopeless situation. There was no hope for us. Y'all see that? That's the Scripture. That's not really making this up. That is Scripture. We were hopeless. Verse 4, there's this little word, and it's B-U-T. So, but is a contrast. So, when you say but, it, it just says, never mind all that that I just said. Yeah. You, you ever been talking to somebody and they say, yeah, you're right, but So what they're trying to say, you ain't actually right. I'm going to tell you what the truth is. You're right, but. I understand, but. What they're trying to say is what I have to say takes precedence over what you just said. What about your children? Anybody got children? You're trying to explain to your children something, and they say, but mama. Uh, But daddy, you're trying to tell them the right thing, but they seem to think that they know. But this is one time, brothers and sisters, I'm happy to see but. I'm happy to see but is interjected here. I'm happy to see this contrast. This contrast says, but God. Amen. Amen. But God. So God saw our lives. He, he, He knew what path we were on. He knew that we were dead. He knew that we were hopeless. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us even while we were dead in our trespasses. That's good stuff, y'all. I'm going to talk about even while we were dead. But it says even while we were dead in our trespasses, what did he do? He made us alive together with Christ. So without the son, we did. But with the son, we have been made alive. That's good news, y'all. Anybody here glad to be alive? Anybody here glad you're not dead no more? Hey, man, that's good stuff right there, man. That Look, where I'm from, that you get put dancing in your feet. Hey, man, you happy about that? That's shouting stuff right there. Because I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Because he has opened mine eyes. Amen. Now, the eyes of my heart have been alive. But God, but God, he made us alive. I want to look at this made us alive. Because when you're dead, you, you ever been to a memorial service and, and there's a casket and the body is in there? And that person is, what what they say, sharp as a tack? They dressed up, they got on their Sunday best. Guess what had to happen? Somebody had to dress them. Hello? If you you see they got a nice watch on their arm, somebody had to put it on. If the tie looks good, if the dress is purited, nice and pressed, Somebody had to do it. A dead man couldn't do it for himself. So the dead man had to be dressed up. Us dead people had to be made alive. How are we made alive? The Spirit of God, the Spirit is breathed into us. It makes us alive. Listen to what this verse says, that while we were yet dead in our trespasses, I want us to know, that we have been made alive, not because of anything that we've done. As a matter of fact, we were dead in our trespasses. We have been made alive because of God. There's nothing in us that this decided that, you know what, I'm not going to do this no more. Y'all hear this all the time. It's important for us to grab a hold of this, because when you grab a hold of this, you'll learn how to love your brother. When you grab a hold of this, you'll learn how to treat one another because this ain't our doing. This is not Willie really one day waking up saying, I don't think I want I to be dead no more. When a man is dead, he is dead. He can do nothing for himself. So somebody had to make us alive, but it was God who was rich in mercy. So why, why, why did he do this? Do you think God did this because he looked down through the telescope of time and said, one day that Willie is going to be all right, so I'm going to make him alive now? That one day that Willie is going to do something good, and I'm going to save his soul. That is not it. God made me alive. He made you alive. Why? Why? Because he is rich in mercy. Good stuff, y'all. What what does that mean, rich in mercy? That means that he is rich in mercy and giving people stuff that they don't deserve. What did I deserve? I deserve a first-class ticket to hell. And guess what? I ain't by myself. I would have had some folk in first class with me. Any, Any witnesses in here? Somebody would have been sitting beside me in first class on the way down. He, I am made alive. Why? Because he is rich in mercy. That's good right there. Listen, not only is he rich in mercy, but it's because his great love toward us. So with him, with him. Without him, we're dead. With him, we're made alive. And why did he cho—why did he choose us? Why did he choose to make us alive? Because he's rich in mercy. Because he got great love toward us, not because of our goodness. None of us, none of us can leave here and say, I am so good. That's why he made me alive. None of us can leave here saying that I do this and I do that, so I deserve God's love. We were dead. He made us alive. Why? Because he's rich in mercy. He, it gives him joy to give us what we don't deserve. Amen. He made us alive because he is rich in mercy, and he has great love toward us. His love and compassion, it fails not. Are y'all happy about that? Amen, because if it did fail, it should have failed on me. It should have failed on me. It should have said no more. But his love and kindness, his love and compassion, it fails not. And brothers and sisters, because of his love and his kindness, his grace and his mercy that's flowing in our lives, we ought to want to see that flowing in the lives of our brothers and sisters. Amen. I got, I got no trickery. I got, I got nothing special. I got nothing to, for us to build our hope on except for Jesus Christ. Except for that our heart, the eyes of our hearts are enlightened. That's all I got for you today, is that you want him to open the eyes of your heart to enlighten the eyes of your heart so that Jesus can reside in your hearts and so that people can hear about this church because of our faith and our love and that we realize that we ain't done nothing, that we're not so good. As a matter of fact, we were dead, we were hopeless, but the breath of life was breathed into us by God the Son, and now our eyes are open, and it's by faith that we have received Jesus Christ into our hearts. Amen? Y'all, look at this. Look at this. It says this, that because of he was rich in mercy, not because of our goodness, not because we deserve anything, but it was because of his great love while we were dead in our trespasses, by grace, by grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated with him in heavenly places. So not only not only have we been, been been, made alive, but we're seated with him in heavenly places. So what he's saying, listen, you're already good. you already good, y'all. That is, that's good stuff, that we're already with him in heavenly places. Because when God looks on us, y'all, he don't see us. What he sees us is covered in the blood of Jesus. As a matter of fact, we are so good that we're already seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Oh, man, that's good. I ain't got to worry about nobody saving me a seat. You ever been in a place that's crowded? You know it's going to be crowded. You're going with another couple, and you say, we're running a few minutes late. Save us a seat. Anybody ever did that? Save me a seat. But my seat is secure in Christ. ain't got to tell nobody to save me a seat. He already got my seat. And guess what? Nobody can sit in the seat that belongs to Willie. And if nobody can sit in the seat that belongs to Willie, nobody can sit in the seat that belongs to you. You're seated with him. You're secured with him. Amen. 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 You're secured with him. So here's the last thing I want to say. Here's the last thing I wanted to say. So he chose us because he was rich in mercy. He chose us because he had a great love for us. And verse 7 says this, So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches, riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. He saved us so folk can say, if he can save him, <laughs> he can save me. Hello? Y'all, y'all know? Pe- does, does anybody know you before Christ? Uh, hello? How, how many people have said that you will never amount to anything? How many people have said to you that there was no hope for you? Hello? There, there are people that say, I just got to put them in the hands of God and let God handle it. That's the best place for them to do Hello? When they, when they say that, that's the, best things, that's the best place for you. Look, when people say, I'm going to just let God handle it, thank you. Thank you. Put me in the hands of God anytime over men. So God is saying, listen, this is why we have been saved. This is why he chose us, so people can see his immeasurable riches of his grace in the kindness towards us, so folk can see his immeasurable riches of grace, so folk can know that he's kind, that he's compassionate, so we can be examples as we walk into this world, so we can be light in a world that's full of darkness so folk can see God's good work in our lives and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Y'all, this ain't about us. This is all about him. He has saved us. He's chose us for his goodwill. Listen, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That's what our chief end is. This is not, he didn't create us so we can just do and do what we want to do. He created us so we can glorify him forever. That's why we've been created, to glorify him. Not because we're so good, not because we're so perfect, because he is rich in mercy, because he got love that never fails, because he saved us so folk can see yes. his immeasurable riches. Let's pray. Amen. Father, we thank you today for saving us. God, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for awakening us, God, while we were right in the midst, dead in the midst of our trespasses and sins. We thank you, God, for opening, enlightening the eyes of our hearts, We thank you, God, for resuscitating us, God, for waking us from the dead so, God, that we could come together as men and women to lift up your holy and righteous name so we could be light in a dark world, so we can point others to the cross of Calvary, so we can tell others about the Christ who came down, who was born of a woman, who hung on Calvary's cross for the sinners of this world. So we can tell others about the one who hung on the cross, who was died, who died and was buried, but he got up. You raised him up three days later with all power in his hand. God, thank you for saving us. Thank you for keeping us. Help us to always remember that our salvation has nothing to do with our goodness, but everything to do with your mercy and your great love toward us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at Christchurchintown.org